There we go. Is it? Hello and welcome to another edition of Yammering Lou. Today I'm here with a, a frequent guest and sometimes a co-host, Yammering Lou, Extreme Todd. How are you doing, Extreme Todd? I'm doing excellent, Louis. We haven't done this in a long time. <clears throat> yeah, when was the last? I don't know what the last <clears throat> episode was that we did. I'll bet you I'm going to say November. No, no, it's been... Oh, November of, well, maybe I can't, I can't remember. It's all in the archives. It's there. Pe- people know. The fans of the show know, would, would would know. Of course. Well, they just clicked on this. They probably would have seen it sitting there. But you did. You had you had an episode in between there. I thought maybe you should call this episode Instatod. Sure. So you're all about. So your new thing is like, what do you want to talk about first? Do you want to talk about? I want to. I want to get. Stuff? I, I want to get to Instacart, but I want to start with Uber, and then and then talk about how things have changed during the crisis, the COVID nineteen crisis. Do you say COVID or do you say coronavirus? Yeah, I tend to just say coronavirus, or I just sometimes I just say the virus, or yeah, I don't usually say COVID nineteen. I'm one of those. I'm one of those picky people. That won't, like I won't say coronavirus because like the flu is a coronavirus. Yeah, I know it's not really the technical, but but it, a lot of people just say it. So everybody, I mean, everybody knows what you're talking about if you say you've got the coronavirus. Sure. No, I'm a stickler for definitions. Does that make you pedantic? I always try to like if I can use those big words in conversations. Is that I don't know if that is that the correct usage of that. It it's definitely like it's definitely pedantic if I go out of my way to correct someone, you know. But I don't think it's pedant. I it it might be pedantic if I just you know have my own particular thing that that I uh, feel is important, but nobody else does. <laughs> It's definitely pedantic if I if I go around like trying to correct people. <laughs> COVID. All right. So what? So what? What's the? Where do you want your story to begin? Just with your regular Uber driving? Yeah. Well, um, you know, I've been Uber driving for several years now. I've gotten somewhat com. I mean, mostly comfortable with it. Uh, the money's not great, but the freedom is really cool. And really refreshing. And um, I uh, drive in Los Angeles, which is a busy place uh, for Uber. Um, I'm based in the Valley, which isn't 100% ideal because uh, mostly because, you know, well, honestly, the majority of the business is down south of the hills. And um, sometimes it can be a real bitch. Uh, getting home. Uh, I kind of have a general policy where, um, like, I'm depending on where I am, right as, like, kind of we're getting close to four o'clock, I'm trying to judge where I'm at. And if I can get back to the valley before four, that's fine. If I can't, then I don't even try and I'll stay out till seven or whatever because it just, it just, 
It doesn't make any sense. And like, would the Arby's factor in? Like, you got, like, a long run. Like, I don't want to go all the way down to Westchester, but there is that Arby's that's really good. That's written, like, does that factor in your decision-making sometimes? It does not factor into my decision-making. However, there is the Arby's that we went to on our travel episode, which I guess, you know what? I think that was our last one that we did. And it was this year. It was this year because I think... I think it was January because that was kind of my New Year's resolution. Not that I really make New Year's resolutions, but uh, I was I really think pumped. That was to try December. To... I think I remember it was the, was before Christmas. The the least of when we did that because I I, th- I remember we were scheduling it. No, I think somehow I remember December in my head somehow. But yeah, I could be wrong. Yeah, that's starting to make more sense. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because I remember talking to my family about it. <laughs> But the Arby's that we visited in that episode, that's a pretty strategically located Arby's uh, for my purposes because it's right there uh, off the on the 101, off right off the 101 at sunset. Uh, and that's a frequently a spot that I'm kind of passing by as I'm coming back home from downtown L.A. or other parts south. Would you, would you ever be so bold as to do an Instacart order and just bring Arby's? Because you're like, I could just tell that guy needed Arby's. I would not be so bold as to do that. No. It's pretty risky. It's like, a, it's like yeah, if it works, you got a customer for life. Or you're going to be kicked off the, the, the app. So I was out there making, uh, uh, trying to pull in with a target of uh, $110 a day. Or seven hundred seventy dollars a week, whichever way I could make that happen, and uh, I'm not entirely consistent with that, but it's a it's a goal. I probably make it about half the time and fall short another half of the time. And is that like is that like how many hours a day would you be do, would you have would you be in that mode? Like you're not driving, of course, every hour during that mode. But how much are you in the mode where you've got the app on and you're like in a week, would you say when you're in, when the wind's busy? Um, just probably just north of forty hours. It's probably it's probably very close to forty. Um, might but be how 40. many rides? How many rides would you get a day usually? Oh man, that's kind of hard to figure. Um, I want to say, I want to say seven to ten. Do most people do it's, people it's usually tip like usually? a good solid day? And uh, no, Uber Uber tips are a joke. Absolutely, they have to joke. give them to you. They don't let. Does Uber let like Lyft let you put into the app so you can just put the tip all in there? Does Uber still make you do it like separate? What do you mean separate? Like, I mean, like Lyft would like Lyft lets. Lyft lets you like like you get the ride and you say at the end of the ride like three dollar two dollar and it just goes into your account so you don't have to like I think Uber at one point made you like put cash separately and just it wasn't even part of the the app to do tips I don't know if that's changed now is it like is it no, in the app yeah it's always been in the app as far as I know but it's not but most people don't tip people do not use it I tell you if people would give me a dollar or two uh, tip per ride. That would abs- That would be such a huge change in my income, because uh, Uber doesn't take any percentage off of that. Yeah, I drove for Lyft briefly, and I didn't usually get tips, but I was happy when I did get them. But it wasn't the. That's why I'm telling you, you got to get that gravy train going on delivering food, because I I think people 
almost always tip for that. I don't know what the average tip is, but I think that's the gravy train you got to start jumping on, like what you are sort of doing with the grocery level. But I'm talking about like the grease. The you know America is a, a disgusting land of fast food. That's where the that's where your rev. I think your peak revenue was always going to be Grubhub or something because that's what because you're in America. Right. Well, Grubhub um, is not taking me as a driver right now, or or whatever, or uh, you know, like uh, what I, I use Grubhub and I use DoorDash. And DoorDash, I forget what it is about DoorDash that is the reason I'm not doing it. I think it's because the app doesn't work on my tablet, but I should check to see if it works on my phone. Uber Eats, that's probably the would it be the easiest because you probably use the same account, or I don't know, because you're yeah, already absolutely, in Uber. Yeah, absolutely. You can just have both on at the same time. It uses the same driver app. But uh, Uber Eats was 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 kind of uh, supplementing my income a bit for a while, but then it, it kind of dropped off. I think it goes back and forth between between the major ones. I'd, I'd be interested to see who's doing the best right now, but I'll tell you this. Uh, well, let me tell you first that uh, I did, as Uber earnings started to, to decline, I did get on Postmates, and that was helping a bit, even though like the money per hour was really bad. And I could get some really, really depressing outcomes, like uh, making like doing like an hour's worth of work and getting like three or six dollars for it. Because uh, not pay, you're not being paid. It's the same as like Uber. You're paying. You're getting paid like a per like order, right? On. Right, and the thing that burns my toast with uh, post Postmates is that what we're talking about? Yeah, Postmates. Yeah. Um, is there's two kinds of orders. There's the one that's ready for you to pick up when you get there. And there's the one that you have to go in, stand in line, place the order, pay for it, wait for them to make it, yada, yada, yada. Oh, is that the, is that, and what is, and was that happening? It sounds like that was happening to you more often than the, than the one where you just go in and pick it up. I wouldn't say it happens more often, but that's the one that usually leads to like the really shitty outcomes. Uh, the worst was uh, it was a $450 pizza order, and so that took them a very long time to make. Um, I did go like next door and have lunch while I was waiting, so it wasn't like a complete waste of my time. But uh, delivering that $450 order, uh, the customer did not leave a tip, and the Postmates paid me six, $6 for it, which is pathetic. So it's not it's nothing so the postmates has nothing to do with the amount of the order that doesn't you don't get more for that it sounds like exactly and they're not factoring in the amount of time that I have to wait around for for the food to be made which you know can really suck and the customer doesn't know that the customer has no idea they don't have any transparency into that all they know is they you know they ordered some food and it showed up at the right time blah 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 and so, you know, like, uh, I'll tell you, like, a, a big difference, I think, for instance, with Instacart, which we're going to talk more about later, is that the customer gets notified when you start shopping, you know, when you actually are on the job. And they can kind of see, like, they'll get little notifications as you're making, like, uh, suggestions or replacements for, for items that might be out of stock. They can kind of see and interact with you. So they have a, um, you know, they have a feel for the amount of work you're doing. 
they're getting some feedback on that. With Postmates, I think they have absolutely no idea. But how is it different than like why I'm trying to think why does somebody use Instacart instead of just using like Ralph's and and getting their food delivers from you know like their lo- you know like what's the what's the is it just a better like what's because like if you just go to like whatever like Ralph's or whatever you're and you order stuff they're gonna put it together and. Or are they, or are they using Instacart too? Or I'm I'm confused. I'm not a hundred percent sure. I do know that Ralph's has their uh, uh, their pickup option is in full effect and is being used a lot more. Have you seen the? Oh, that's the that, that oh that's the that's the reason why that's the big thing is like you can't get delivery from if you just go to Ralph's or whatever. Like the only way you're going to get it delivered in person is going to be like with an Instacart because they're they're too busy. So only like the option is going to be just to pick it up. If you if you just go through the stores because it's so busy right now, maybe that's the that's the thing. Well, I don't know, but uh, I suspect that you know if you go to the Ralph's website and say you want to order some food for, for some groceries for delivery, uh, they probably just like you know push you at Instacart. Or later down the road, what would be smart of them is for the Instacart people to make an interface for Ralph's, you know, make a partnership with them so that, you know, if you're a Ralph's customer, you just order from Ralph's. It gets done by Instacart, but you don't need to know that, right? All you know but, is that all you know is you got your groceries. You don't care. You don't care what company did the work. So it's like the opposite of Postmates. It's very labor intensive, but you are your sounds like you said you with Instacart you do get rewarded because the way they design it, it's like you'd have to be like a real asshole to not tip at all with Instacart, you're saying, because it's so obvious the person is going like but whereas the other person didn't know that you stood in line for twenty minutes getting them their 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 Jamba burger. They thought maybe you just picked it up and just like at a drive through in like two minutes. Exactly. And uh I don't know. I think uh, Postmates should they should be doing something about like when a customer orders like four hundred fifty dollars worth of pizza. Uh, I think supposedly they do like I don't know they have a recommended tip amount or something, but um, I don't know. At some at some level, I think Postmates should be like doing something to kind of prompt the customer in a nice way to leave a tip. Well, I think it's te- like I said that what, from what I understand that it's the way it also gets taken care of is that the like you see it like you choose like so at least with the Grubhub they tell you the tip and most people I think I'm assuming tip in advance like like I do so you see like oh here's a drive coming up oh I'm gonna go over five miles to get an 87 cent tip and you just you just pass over it and then that person just waits or, or what, I, what I think it's funny like they heard the drivers will. Which I don't blame. They 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 fight back. So what they'll do is they'll take that order and then they'll wait a few minutes or and then they'll just cancel it just to fuck with them, you know, because they know the person's giving like and so that per, the person who doesn't tip well is not getting their food probably that very quickly, if if that's to the extent that that's happening. Which that seems like okay. Well, the thing the thing we don't know is whether or not Grubhub is telling the driver how much they stand to make. For the job, before no, that's what the I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm. Job. That's what. Yeah, I, did, I don't think I made that clear. That's what I'm saying. That's what. That, that's. I think that's what the what what the system is. Like the driver sees the tip before they choose to pick up that order. They can see it because most people do. That's what I do. You leave the. You put the tip already ahead of time. You can do it afterwards, but I think most people put it just for convenience. They put it all at once when they make the order. So the driver sees. Oh, I'm only going to get a dollar tip or. Or no tip, and then they they can just choose what they want to pick that order up. 
Yeah, but what do you base that on? The the idea that you know Grubhub tells the driver in advance. Well, I'm I'm just saying that I think that's how the system is. The drivers the drivers are picking their side. Like you know your customer doesn't pick who's going to pick it up. The driver looks at the and they go here's three orders. Right, but, one what do you, over but, what, but what do you base that on? Because Postmates doesn't work like that. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I don't know how. Yeah, maybe that's not typical. Maybe that was only Grubhub, or maybe that's not the maybe that's not the typical way. Right. Uh, Uber gives an estimate of how much you're gonna make on a trip. It's fairly accurate, I'd say. Um, oh, the other thing I don't like about Postmates, also, well, at least with Postmates too, like, um. So clear this this will demonstrate for sure. Even though I haven't used the Postmates app, to have you used it to to, to get food I delivered? I have I haven't used Postmates. I've used DoorDash and Grubhub. I have not used Postmates yet. Okay, well I know that nobody puts their tip in in advance in Postmates because often it's several hours or the next day or even a couple days later that the tips actually show up. And that's also something I don't like about Postmates is because, you know, I, I've got a goal that I'm trying to make for each day and not knowing how much, how, what, you know, what tips are going to roll my way. Like it really throws off my math. Like it's very hard to track, like, like how much I'm actually making per day. I'm still waiting for like, I, I think I could see somehow Amazon is just in the background, like, like Thanos just waiting to take over this whole kind of business. They're just trying to decide how they're going to do it. Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a really good point. And I think a lot of people are talking about that, about how um, the post-crisis world might be, you know, much more in. It'll be like those robots. Amazon's you know, like those, you know, those, and... you know those, uh, those little things you've seen them where it's like a thing on wheels with like a giant screen. And so it's like yourself. You've probably seen those before. It's like you can have it. Like if you're away, you can have like this thing rolling through the workplace, and it's just, and there's like it's you. You've probably seen that before. It's like an interactive. I'm sure they're really expensive. And so you you say if you're away, you you have like it's it, image of you. It's like a big. It's like a huge screen, like like an eight by. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a gigantic uh, iPad on a on a Segway. Yeah. So imagine if like Amazon like hooked up hooked up those things and and those just showed up to your door and it was just some you know you at home doing your job and you're all you're doing is like interacting with that screen. Like that way, there's some personal that way. I mean, it's because maybe people don't wouldn't like the pure like robot right away delivering their food, but if it's a person with the on that screen and it's just like then it's still a personal effect. Yeah, it's, it's just like good... Todd. It's like rolling to call like rolling Todd. Because those things aren't rollers, aren't they're on like those wheels. That's a good point. I would dig that. I would en- I would enjoy virtual delivery. <laughs> and this, I mean, this is like a boom time for all this kind of stuff. Of course, like this is when you're gonna like somebody's gonna come out of this out of the COVID thing in a better position, you know, on the delivery than the other because they they handled it better. So it sounds like Postmates may not make it if they're doing this tipping after because that's not you that's not how you're going to get a lot of like it's a it's i think it's driven by the driver so if the drivers start going like fuck postmates and postmates is gonna like when you think it's live is driven by the drivers not not the customers i think if if, if people don't want to drive for postmates anymore then postmates has a problem them that doesn't matter if, if like i want to use postmates if you don't want to deliver me my postmates then they've got a problem right yeah absolutely 
Um, and I think I've heard, you know, I think I've heard skepticism about whether or not the entire like uh, food delivery uh, app business is going to prove to be sustainable. What already is with the millennials, they've been doing this. Like I have nieces that are uh, 20, let's see, 21 going on 22, almost 22 and and almost 18. And they uh, they they use it all the time. They're, they 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 like every day they're using the, the Postmates because they, they're just different. They like eat all, but they don't have like one meal with all of them with my sister and my, like they, everybody just eats whatever. So they, they yeah, they, they love the Postmates or, or Grubhub or whatever they use. So I'll tell you what's going on with Postmates right now, though, and you might want to look into this, is uh, they're offering at least me through a flyer that I got in the mail. Uh, they're, they're saying uh, I get three months of unlimited deliveries for free. So I think that's gonna that's obviously like a massive, probably somewhat desperation ploy on their part to to get pe- more people onto the Postmates platform. But uh, it's also an indi- it's an indication to me as a driver that I should probably turn the Postmates on again and uh, and check out what's going on with that now because if they're giving everyone in my area free delivery for three months then the demand should go up quite a lot. Yeah, the also, also trend, which I think is good, is just like uh, I see Grubhub. Well, Gr- I just joined the Grubhub, like it's a premium Grubhub, and that, that gives me free delivery on a lot of participating restaurants. But also I see what they do is this is a big movement to try to help out your local restaurants. The, the local restaurants will appear in a separate like menu, and they'll say, if you go to these restaurants, it's like free delivery, and it's like, like ten dollars off, or they'll give you some kind of like maybe not free delivery, but they'll give you like a ten dollar off, which is even better than the, try to try to support local restaurants. So that like the certain restaurants will have like a little ten dollar off thing come up if I want to order from them. So that's cool. And then some, and then a lot of them will do. Not all of them do free delivery, and the, but that but the ones that do, it shows up if I have the. But it's weird. Like you can do like I I finally realized I was doing something really stupid. I was ordering from Burger King. But it was the for whatever reason the Burger King wasn't the one next to me. It was going to a Pasadena Burger King, so I was getting like a crappy. So it was charging me like way more, and then so I'm like, don't order Burger King anymore, you know, from those because it's not using my local, you know, Burger King. So it's, of course it's more expensive the further out you have to get the food from. Yeah, and it's gonna be like uh, the 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 effort reward calculation for the driver is going to be crap too i've seen that happen a lot like for instance like uh i think for some reason i think i've seen it most with uh, uh panda express where i'll go pick up some panda express and then i'll see like where i'm going to deliver it and i'll pass like two other panda expresses on my way <laughs> oh so it doesn't it but it doesn't oh so it doesn't the one you're doing it doesn't make you go to a certain panda express you just no, it does. It does. Oh, but you're. Oh, but I see. It's just the same thing. It's just whatever reason that yeah. franchisee that wasn't but a I'll, member yeah, so you're I'll going drive, to. Yeah, I'll drive like six miles, and and then you know it turns out there's a Panda Express like right next to the person's house. Crazy. Yeah. So you want to start talking about? Uh, we 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 got a good like side conversation about just the which is good. I think I think everybody everybody could enjoy like because everybody's everybody's used these before, and especially now everybody is using these or like almost every, so everybody could 
could get some expertise from some like I'm a frequent user of it and you're like your person that is delivering so we, we both have our you know our knowledge of it I think we're doing fine let's talk about how things changed um, let me talk about how things changed during the crisis because uh, pretty much there was like I think uh, a couple weeks uh, at the beginning of there's a couple weeks at the end of March that things were really slowing down. And it was in March, I think, that I decided. I, so mostly, like I said, I was doing Uber, but then Uber was slowing down enough that I was like, okay, I got to start doing my Postmates. And then both of them slowed down so much that, you know, like usually on a, on a decent day, like when everything's busy, like you go from point A to point B to do a job. And then from point B, you pick up another job that takes you to point C. You get another job that takes you to point D. Maybe there's some, like, gaps in there or something. And uh, sometimes you just, you know, you're in a cold spot and you just got to wait around a little bit uh, to get a job. And that's when I usually, like, bust out and read myself one of my comics on my tablet. Because a good rule of thumb is, like, to never stay in one place for more than 20 minutes. If it, if it feels cold, that's about how long it takes me to read a comic. So it works out pretty good for me as a, as a timing mechanism and uh, gives me something to look forward to during the day too. You know, when I get up in the morning, I'm, I'm thinking not only about the money I'm going to make, but maybe I'm like, oh yeah, today I got that new uh, Wonder Woman comic. Did that you I'm ever get, did you ever get inspired? This is kind of a random thought, but did you ever get inspired to try to do it like breaking away, like actually deliver everything? On a professional bike because that guy could do it if you've seen the movie breaking away maybe you haven't seen it it's about a guy it's about an 80s bike guy that's really into bike like like bicycle racing no i haven't seen it I haven't okay, heard so of it not, yeah so then it's not gonna this is this is a totally random thing this but the, if you were you could be like i'm just saying if it was today that guy would be delivering everything he'd be on the freeway going 50 miles an hour on his bike and delivering he would do it all on his bike that's all i'm saying sure 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 yeah, I was a monster on a bike when I was younger, but uh, I'm. You've uh, done, and you've done, uh, like you have done. Too old for that right now. The, the old school, like delivering. What do you? What's the word for it? Uh, what like it's like a very official sounding name when you're delivering this way. Oh, like, courier like a, work. Yeah, you've done that yeah, before, a, right? Yeah, I was a motorcycle courier for a for a brief time. Um, that was uh, that was uh, I don't know, a little sketchy. I thought uh, I quit that for this reason. Um, let's see. With courier work, like everything's about how fast can you get it done. Like you got to get shit done like fast, 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 or your effort reward uh, ratio is is not paying off very well. And I just started noticing that like over time, over a couple months, I was just starting to drive or ride, to be technical. Uh, a little too aggressively and and start just you know cutting corners running yellow lights uh just taking little chances here and there and i just thought to myself i said you know because i you know take motorcycle riding very seriously and uh uh had a member of my family that uh we didn't he didn't die in a motorcycle accident but he was like uh he was like in a coma for six months and then the left side of his body was paralyzed for the rest of his life. And uh, I definitely don't want to, you know, do 
do anything, have anything happen to me that would make my mother sad. So I just kind of had a discussion with myself and said, like, you know, I, I just don't think, I don't think this is safe. I think the mindset that, that I'm getting into here is, is a dangerous place to go and it, and it could end badly. So I quit doing that. So you don't, so you don't like, you don't, uh, ride your motorcycle at all anymore or just not as often i don't have a motorcycle you don't even have it you don't even have it anymore nah i'm a fucking landlord towed it well it's a dangerous i mean as you i mean you know i'm sure you've known like ever isn't the saying like everybody that rides a motorcycle eventually it's going to like they eventually will crash at some point just a matter of like like you have you ever did you ever like but crash that's that's what some people say but i don't believe it and especially like after i got after I hit the 10-year mark of riding a motorcycle uh, without issue, uh, I felt like, you know, I think if I was going to have a bad accident, you know, it's going to happen in the first 10 years of riding. And I, I don't, I don't so really never, worry never about had, it. So you never had any kind of any kind of accident at all or, like, fell off the bed and no, no, no incidents? Uh, I, I never had any uh, traffic-related incidents. Let's put it that way. I had a couple, I, you know, I dropped the bike a couple times. Yeah, it's a young man's game, yeah. If you get those little bike injuries when you're in your 20s, you can bounce back. But, yeah, that it's 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 rough, I'm sure. Did sure, you hurt yourself sure. that badly or not Not, not to be okay? No, nah, I never, no, nah, I never did. The only time I ever got injured falling off a motorcycle, I was a passenger on the motorcycle. And uh, my buddy hit the back end of a, of a police car. And I jammed jammed up my leg pretty bad, but uh, I didn't like. I mean, I went to the hospital, but uh, you know they released me with I don't know some painkillers or something. It wasn't an injury that needed uh, you know like drastic attention. They just needed to check it out, make sure I hadn't broke anything. That's good. Right. So like I was saying, things uh, really started to slow down. Right. And so I, I decided, you know, I needed to put Postmates in the mix. And again, like uh, like I was saying, trying to say, you know, from point A to point B to point C to point D, blah, 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 blah. And then eventually you end up back at point A, which is home. And that's cool. But things got slowed down so much that there was no connection between the rides. And it got to where, like, I'm, you know, from point A from my home. I'm going to point B to do the job, and then there's nothing. So after a while, I realized there's no reason for me to even wait, so I would just automatically just return home and wait. And then I'd get another job, go out, do that, come home, and wait. And now it's taking me like 11 hours of this just to like barely make enough money uh, to keep myself going. But, you know, what else am I going to do? And, of course, when I say, you know, I made, like, $60 in 11 hours, it's not like I was working for 11 hours. That was majority of my time just spent sitting on my butt playing video games waiting for a call. But uh, then, at the beginning of April, even that really cranked down. And that was, like, like right after the governor put out the, uh, you know, the shelter-in-place order and the restrictions on you know basically told all the businesses to shut down that didn't need to be open 
and so then that, so that next day was like the the, the it just dropped off. Uh, mm-hmm. It was it was a it was a few days after that. The next day, it was still just you know generally slow. But about three or four days into it, by the time everyone had actually like caught up with the new reality, uh, it became like clear that I needed to do something else. Like because even like probably. You know, again, doing that, sitting around for 11 hours and just taking every Postmates order and every Uber ride that I could get over the course of that time. Now I'm probably looking at, like, maybe getting, like, two or three calls. Like, really, really lousy. So uh, I made sure to file for unemployment because it was around then that uh, Congress said that you could, whatchamacallit, um, even if you're independent, yeah, because so many people are independent contractors, yet they had to make it. Otherwise, they're just gonna like kill all those people who don't fit in the traditional unemployment thing. Right, and on that, you know, it's weird. Like it didn't work out. I filled out the paperwork, um, answered all the questions accurately, and stuff. But when I got the, uh, you know, when I got the notification of my claim being processed back, uh, you know, it said like, you know, basically. You know, what they do is they tell you, like, how much money you can collect in total on that claim. And that number was zero dollars. So I probably been, would have been working hard on, like, trying to address that problem. But by that time, I had switched over to Instacart. And Instacart was doing, like, pretty well. And... uh and then for a time, as I got better at doing Instacart, I got my daily earnings back up to really close to what I'd been making with Uber pre-crisis. But uh, in the last couple days, even that's started to slow down and become like a little more difficult. Um, I think they went on a mad driver hiring spree for Instacart. So uh, those those batches is what they call them are getting snapped up pretty damn fast and it's and the way it works is that the the person can't choose the who's going to do the instacarting it's you you choose the job yes which is the number one thing that i like the most about instacart over either postmates or uber is that uh instead of them just calling me and saying like hey we have a job for you do you want it? Yes or no? They're saying, hey, there's these batches are available in your area. You can pick one. Here's how much you're going to make. Here's how much the customer is expecting to tip. And you pick the one you want. And that is fan-fucking-tastic, in my opinion. So are you getting a lot of repeat business with the same people? I haven't, got, I haven't gotten to the same customer um uh, twice in a row yet on Instacart. And I don't think I will. Um, I did end up doing a lot of repeat passengers, uh, for Uber when, like I said, when I was in that period where I'm just sitting around for like two hours waiting for a call. Um, there are certain people that live in my neighborhood that, you know, take the same drive like every day at a certain time. And I ended up seeing like this one chick like four times and another dude like three times. Are you talking about you seeing people working for Instacart? You're talking about is that what you're... no, 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 no. I'm talking about Uber passengers. Oh, okay. Yeah, because if I'm if I'm you know if they're taking a certain ride every day at a certain time, 
and they live like two, three blocks away from me, and I'm doing nothing but sitting at home all day waiting for a call, then the chances of me getting their call when it comes in go up significantly. And you like you have to like what's I, I imagine like is Instacart is that is that like used by more like like a higher end like is it like a higher end user you think that's using it or just every regular people that's where i wonder what the what's the demographics of the uh, or just like anybody else or is it like it's not like a high end it's not that i guess it's just like anything else it's not like a high end kind of thing i think it's really across the board i really do i haven't gotten any I haven't gotten any jobs that took me way up into the hills to deliver to like the the mansions up in the hills and stuff. But but you uh, like it. You like the nature of the. You like to get out of the house and just kind of you just go and just stroll around the the store and buy. You like that nature of the work. Getting out of the house is very nice. Um, I do. I have lived in this neighborhood for a long time. I do enjoy my local Ralphs. You know, I know a lot of the people that work there. I know the store kind of inside and out. Um, yeah, it's all right. I'll tell you this too, like though that, um, you know, so back to the, the part where I was talking about how like Uber was slowing down and I'm just doing these, uh, you know, take a ride, come home, take a ride, get home. One thing I noticed about the, that, that was really kind of, uh, starting to wear on me was just getting in and out of the car like that many times was just starting to stress me out (laughs) uh and it doesn't sound like much but you know you gotta get you know your gear together the stuff that you need you gotta go out there you gotta unlock the car you gotta get in there i gotta connect to my podcasting app to the bluetooth speaker i gotta turn on my headlights i gotta start the car i gotta put my seatbelt on i gotta close the door i gotta check where i'm going and then i go and then, like, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm undoing that whole process. I'm, I'm doing the whole, like, okay, I got to take my seatbelt off. I got to turn the lights off. I got to get my stuff. I got to, you know, pick up my tablet, turn off the car, get out, lock the car, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, when you're making, like, so little money, just something like that just really starts to annoy you. And then the other thing, actually, the main thing I wanted to say was also, like, I'm seeing – a lot less of LA, like, because all of my stuff is local. And one of the joys I find of Uber is the fact that every day you might be going to a different part of town, you know? Like, you might be going to Pasadena one day. One day you might be doing a lot of work in Calabasas. Oh, here's Santa Monica again. Go to Hollywood. Sometimes out to Monterey Park. Whatever. Have you tried Glendale. going to other – I would think that, that it would – Maybe you're not even getting a lot of the market. You could be like you're just mostly using your local routes. Did you ever do you ever try to drive out to like a big, like a big Whole Foods and just hang out in their parking lot and see what pops up? And then you just might, you just might make it really busy on a busy run on a local like place if you were just hanging out there. If it was like a really big Whole Foods or a or whatever or um, what's the other one that's similar to like that. Gelson's or just any of these kind of places if you just hung out there maybe you, it's the right area it might be a lot of business it's something to think about but to be honest like the two Ralphs and the Gelson's that are like closest to me I'm most familiar with them they are generally like uh you know fairly keep me busy enough um the 
people at my Ralph's that's closest to me, like they really know me now. <laughs> Plus, I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of easy to easier to remember these days because um, uh, I have my green hair going on. I don't know if I told you about that. You you've had different you've <clears throat> that's why you be, you were kind of like extreme Todd that that's if people know the story is like well you had your super blonde at one point yeah. Yep, my so blonde. You were, and, that, and that's I think that's when I started calling you Extreme Todd, and then that's you right, don't have man. even had that hair in a long time, but you're still Extreme Todd. I had the Billy Idol hair. Back <clears> it was like blonde, blonde. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, it was shockingly. It, it was, was like shockingly. like video game like blonde hair in a video game. Hell yeah. Yep, that was good stuff. I was I was uh, I made a good blonde, but I tell you, dude, green green is the way to go. I love my green hair so much. I get compliments on it all day, every day. I tell you, like, if you just want, like, I don't have a self-esteem issue, but if if I if <laughs> if I did, then I think it would be completely fixed now after I dyed my hair green because it's just like two or three times a day, you know, people just passing by, they're just like, love the hair. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> What's the typical? How long is a typical Instacart order for you? How long does it take you to? What is the typical? Is it, so it's a typical like Ralph, somebody getting like their lo- their weekly groceries. Is that like the typical thing? Uh, it varies, but uh, the jobs that I tend to pick um, can take me minutes to two hours, and that that depends, you know, like because like. And sometimes I really do like see the value in doing like really small orders. Like sometimes I'll see like. $16, and I know I can make that in a flat 45 minutes. That's great, you know, because I'm working it out to, like, 20 bucks an hour in my head, which is what I try to make. Um, and then some jobs I see that I can tell it's going to take me, you know, it's a $40 job, and that's going to take me, like, two hours, or, like, a $36 job, Um and the people do tell you usually ahead of time what they're going to tip, or, or no, you don't know until it, until after the it's over. They tell me ahead of time. I read online that some Instacart drivers have experienced situations where customers like advertise large tips, but then don't follow up on them. But I haven't had any bad experiences like that. And do you rate you rate the customer too? Um. No, I don't rate the customer, although every few days they ask me, like, how was your shopping experience yesterday? And you say, okay, great, or poor. And then they have, like, a checklist of, like, depending on what you picked, they have a checklist of, like, what was what was the issue or what did you like so much about it? And, and try to prompt me for feedback. And I've left them a few detailed suggestions. So, but you, but so you're just like, so it's just like you. You're in the store and you're like just going, and you're usually work. You're usually doing working with the person live. It's not like, is that usually typical? Like there is like a lot of feedback back and forth as you're doing the job with Instacart. Depends on the customer, but yeah, generally speaking, there's there's at least some interaction. Sometimes more than others. Sometimes customers are really picky. Um, sometimes customers, you know, you don't hear from them at all. Um, but uh, like, 
the process is, and this is especially true right now where the, the inventories in the stores are very unpredictable, you know, and there's a lot of items that are in high demand and low supply, you know, like eggs or uh, organic stuff. Organic stuff is, is one of the toughest ones because, you know, and especially vegan stuff because um, I feel like those are getting hit harder than other foodstuffs in general. And I have a theory of why that is. I think it's because I think those are high-end shoppers that were used to getting a certain amount of their, like, vegan diet uh, satisfied by restaurants that they no longer have access to. And they can still get it delivered, but maybe they don't want to get delivered as much on it. Right, yeah, that's true. But, uh, so, you know, and, like, especially when you have people that have, and that's another thing, like, it's it's a good idea to, like, look at the order and try to get into the head of the customer. And especially, like, because, for instance, like, if you want this brand of this flavor of this kind of bagel and you want it organic, right? If they... If they don't have that, then which is most important to you? Do you care most about getting the same brand that's organic, but it's a different flavor? Or do you care about, you? no, you want the same flavor, but you don't care that it's organic, or you definitely want that flavor, you definitely want an organic, and you don't care what brand it is, or something like that. And what I'll try to do is make my best guess on what the customer's priorities are when I suggest a replacement. And based on their answer, I'll try to tune any other replacements I do. I'll try to like default to what they, you know, what I think, what they told me before about the other item tells me what they would care most about with this item. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I mean, there's some, you know, there's some people that put organic just because they're like, you know, what the hell? Might as well get the organic stuff. But there's other people that are like really fierce about, you know, just like they don't want to eat anything that isn't organic. I thought about like a, a Avengers spinoff that probably would be a very niche audience. But like imagine like Thanos, it's like it's a whole different like it's not it's like it's the scales are it's not like the whole universe anymore. It's just like Thanos used to work for Instacart and he didn't like that there were so many brands. So his thing is like he wants to eliminate half of the brands of everything. So it's you know it's the you know I don't know if it's going to be a great movie. Maybe not quite as much at stake unless you're like a really big Instacart person. Then maybe you think eliminating half of the brands would be really bad. That just I wanted to share that with you. I'll tell you a good tip though. If uh, if it's an equal choice between Ralph's and Gelson's, I'll take the job uh, at Gelson's because Gelson's has much fewer options you know what i mean like you know like ralph's has like 60 different kinds of bagels and gelson's has five <laughs> but i imagine if you're getting a delivery from thanos you're going to take what he gives you and you're not going to complain so probably thanos had the had his job like what his job was like was different than other instacart drivers because he would just grab you a bunch of bagels and like you're just and what are you going to do it's thanos you're going to like thank you yeah and you're going to go on your way 
to some extent. And I really like the way Instacart does it. So like when I first get to the first item that, you know, I, I can't get the exact one that the customer asked for, um, then I just uh, scan in, you know, like first I could say I can't find this item and the app will recommend some replacements. But usually I just, you know, I have my own best sense of like what the best or my best suggestion of a replacement is and I just enter that in and the customer gets notified of that automatically and they're gonna like they could just thumbs up or thumbs down it or they could come they could text me back and say you know uh do they have like do they, do they have vanilla flavor coffee creamer of of silk brand or you know, do, could I get just, do they have any of the smaller ones than what I asked for? But it would be the same thing that I asked for. And that I find to be an extremely smooth and intuitive process that works out very well for the, for the shopper, works out very well for the customer. And again, I think it just really very naturally and intuitively, like gives uh, the two people like a good like basis of of communication that's very quick and efficient. Uh, it seems to make the customer feel really good. And I think that's why the, the, their customer satisfaction is so high and, and it works out well for me too, you know, like making it, making it easier for the customer is making it easier for me. Like hands and you'll get a better, you'll get a better tip in the long run. Exactly. If you have... Exactly. But you like it? Like, so would you, when this is all done and you could drive for Uber more and get, like, would you still, you think, still work at Instacart because you just like that better or you'll, you'll go, go back to driving Uber? To, in the, you'll, like, do it both? In the long run, post-crisis, I think my ideal situation is I would do, like, half of one and half of the other and just keep it mixed up. Uh post-crisis when things actually are completely back to normal i really want to go back to actually like seeing as much of la as i'm used to seeing i mean that's one thing i really love about uber um you know is like i know this city a hundred times better than i did before i started driving uber and i've really just completely fallen in love with it in in a way that I hadn't before. Like I really love Los Angeles. I think it's such it's just such a cool, energetic, uh, multifaceted city, and and I like seeing it. You need to combine that with our Magnolia thing. You know that little that thing we're doing with the going to different places. Combine that with your Uber thing. Let me. That this seems like you could combine those two. Like you're going by the the shop. You know the the comic book shop to deliver them some coffee, and then you're and then you're like in, you're doing integrating like seeing that with your job, at Uber Eats or whatever. That was kind of supposed to be part of the idea was to bring some of that knowledge and love and admiration of uh, all the different like cool uh, lesser known parts of Los Angeles uh, with an audience. But uh, like remember I, the 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 that the really nice guy that showed us his like museum of of all the martial arts 
Yeah, Remember that was he fantastic. Would, yeah. Yeah, like imagine if you delivered that guy Tommy's. It'd be a, like a different experience. You'd be eating Tommy's with him, and you'd probably be like, uh, you'd probably get to see like Jackie Chan. It'd be like that. That you like open up the that that because maybe he really likes Tommy's, and we just never knew that. But if we delivered him Tommy's, we would have got to meet like all these people, and it would have been a totally different. It would have been, but maybe next time. But it was still a really good experience. But it wasn't Tommy's level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Hey, I'm gonna grab a beer. Um, I'll bet you 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 won't do this. You won't come back and edit out this little like thirty second gap. So uh, maybe tell the audience a joke or something. I'll, I have to like stop for a, you know another minute because the woman that comes by to help me with my mom. So I'll just but I can still continue. But I'll just walk downstairs for like twenty seconds, open the door, and then come back up here. All right. Maybe that'll happen while you're doing this. Jamba. Still need to go downstairs. No, that I'll, I'll do when that'll happen. I'll, I'll let you know when that happens. It should happen any minute now, but it'll that'll only be like 20 30 seconds and I'll be back, right? So, yeah, but I don't think it'll necessarily be up to me. I mean, I just got to go where the money is. And what's going to happen as we ease ourselves out of this crisis is I think that Instacart is going to drop, Instacart business is going to start dropping, and Uber business is going to start picking up. So I'll be doing a balance of those. And hopefully, you know, uh, Uber increases at the same rate that Instacart is dropping so that, you know, I can still make my target money each day. But uh, who knows? Maybe it'll get a little dicey. But then, you know, I'm always adaptable. I'll always, like, you know, try to figure something else out. And like I said, like the uh, – uh, I think Postmates over the next three months, you know, should be something that goes right back onto my radar because if they're doing free delivery, that should be a huge bump in their business. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and turn Uber back on now that Instacart is showing like a little bit of unreliability for me uh, each day because I do have my Los Angeles placard. And uh, there's probably very few drivers that are willing to take someone to Los Angeles, but uh, to, to LAX. Uh, but I'll do it myself. Um, you have to. Oh, you have to have like a little placard that you put on the on your car so they know that you're legitimately in. Your oh, house. yeah, 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 yeah. You gotta take you gotta take a quiz to make sure that you know the LAX uh, procedures and stuff. Do you do, do you do. Did, was that did you get much business doing the airport stuff when it was when it was when this wasn't going on? Oh yeah, uh, I would say like uh, I I would take at least one trip to LAX almost every day. On a typical day, it's going to involve at least one trip to LAX. And was it worth it? Was it end up being like whatever you was it that like good work? Like you're happy to do the LAX stuff? Yeah, LAX is fantastic because it's usually someone that's uh, driving like a, a significant distance. 
and that's yeah, that's the best. The the what the best money is just getting like a long trip, right? With somebody in the in your car. Okay, hold on. Now I'm gonna go downstairs. And I'll be back in thirty seconds. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm back. Right. So yeah, LX LX pre-crisis is really good because again, like usually you'd get a, a big long ride to take you there, and then very often you could pick up a ride from there that was also going a good long distance. So it would make up you know a significant like good chunk. And as far as like long rides versus short rides, uh, what I want to say that about that is this that Uber's uh, quest structure, basically like your opportunity to make some extra money on top of your fares, uh, is based on the number of rides you give. So what I'd say is that long rides pay off better than short rides, but short rides are really good, especially super short rides, are really good for making sure that you get to your, uh, your quest target and get your bonus for the week. What is that? Because that one of the things is based on how many rides you do. Exactly. And uh, I remember, like, because uh, my friend Craig had done Uber before me, and one piece of advice he gave me was, like, stay away from UCLA because it's nothing but really super short trips from the dorms to the classrooms and back. And uh, I was like, okay. But then after I started doing it, when I when I would look and see, like, oh, like, I need to, I need to bust my... I need to get my quest numbers up a little bit here. Uh, I would like prioritize UCLA just for that purpose. Well, was that worth it, or was it too much driving? Like too no, much. It, to it totally works. Like like I said, like you know, long trips are best, but short trips are also valuable. You want the right mix for a, for a profit. But you're not getting like you're not. Are you getting like? Yeah. Oh, you're getting somebody that wants to drive back to that doesn't have a car that's going back to their dorms after they were okay. That that makes sense. Yeah. They don't they don't want to walk all the way back to the. Yeah, exactly. The fact that these kids never exercised when they were teenagers is like is like your benefit to you now because it's more lazy, out of shape kids that don't can't walk, that need to get those Ubers. Yeah, I suppose so. So whatever tip, what are your big tips? If somebody said like, what's some new, new Johnny come like your, your future Todd person that wants to get into Instacart or driving or Uber, what would your tips be for a new person that wants to do those things? Um, first of all, check and see if Postmates is doing their uh, promotion thing in your area. Cause if they are, that might be definitely be something to check out on Instacart. Absolutely. Start out with small orders. I'm talking like less than 20 items that you need to pick up. Um, an order of like 45 items 
45 doesn't actually sound like that big of a number, but it really is. <laughs> Especially when you have multiples. Like, at 45 items, like, your shopping cart is going to be, like, bulging. And it's going to take you a huge amount of time to do things. There's going to be a ton of replacements that you got to manage and negotiate with the customer. And you're just, like, if you're starting out, it's going to give you a bad experience. I'll tell you, my first two days of Instacart, I thought this is like the hardest I've ever worked in my life. I thought what it was. You, what do you mean negotiate with the customer? Like I said, like just managing with the app, like putting in, okay, they don't have these bagels. How about these bagels? I don't know. Do they have those bagels? Uh, no, they don't, but they do have oh. these flavors. And then they have to say like, yeah or no on each one of them. And so right. you could, if you have and a person that you could, could be yeah. coming down, you know, coming down to you, you know, and you're at the ice cream section, you know, the bagel section is way back on the other side of the store and you got to remember to take the item out that was in the cart and you got to find, you know, go and see what and the person actually... may, you know, if you get a, a, a bad Instacart customer, they don't, they, they're like, they tell you 20 minutes later, Oh, I didn't want those blueberries or like, they're not with you. Like, and you, they don't respond to you when you tell them and like, or stuff like that. I think they're mostly very understanding and I find that customers that, um, you know, are really picky about something, uh, they tend to, like, you know, once you've actually hashed out and found their best possible replacement, uh, they're very effusive in their gratitude, you know? They say, like, oh, thank you so much, with, like, a bunch of exclamation points and smiley faces. What's the tip? Is there a typical person, kind of person that uses Instacart, or just anybody that you don't see any difference in the people using this as opposed to Uber? No, I don't really see any difference. I mean, I don't think I, I don't I don't deliver much Instacart to very uh, low rent apartments, but I do to some. I mean, it just I'd say just mostly like the middle the mi middle median income of uh, north of Ventura Boulevard, Sherman Oaks area. You know, if that means anything to anyone. Is it mostly non-contact delivery? You're just dropping it off and then going back in your car? Very much, very much uh, non-contact. Uh, I will uh, ring the doorbell with my elbow, but I don't stand at the door. I'll go back out to the street and uh, I'll maybe linger for a minute. Uh, you know, especially depending on, you know, I got to make a judgment too of like how uh, secure the drop-off is you know like some of these like really nicer neighborhoods where they have like a lot of hedges and like a big huge yard and there's like a big expansive porch and there's a great place to like hide the groceries then uh you know i feel a lot more comfortable just walking away and knowing that the groceries are safe but if it's like a you know kind of a cheap apartment that's right on the edge of magnolia boulevard and high foot traffic kind of thing and there's no place to like you know put the groceries out of sight then i really want to stick around and and confirm that the customer picked them up and like maybe i'll message them or something i've had a couple times where i had to drop off a large amount of groceries and i had had no contact from the customer whatsoever uh so like i didn't even know if they were home i didn't know if they would be home for hours uh, and I really had to get creative in where to hide the, the groceries. And uh, there's at least one time 
and might be more in the future because uh, especially now that the heat wave has hit us, you know, it got hot all of a sudden. Don't you agree? Like about five days ago. I'm only see. I'm inside. Like I'm inside a lot, as you know, in general. But because of this, I'm like, there's some days I don't even go outside like at all. So I don't even like it doesn't hit me. I I mean, I notice it occasionally, but it's not like I would normally when I'm going in and out of the house more like this. So right. Sometimes right. I forget, like, because it, well, you know, it's, it's gotten it's gotten really hot. So I'm very conscious about leaving uh, meat and dairy. Um, and um, like I said, this was uh, actually it was the day before yesterday. Again, I hadn't or no, actually, in this case, it was weird because I got there was a slate mix up with the address. So I wasn't even 100 percent sure that I had the right house number. Um, Amazon has a thing where, like, if you use it a lot, like, they have a thing where you can just, they'll get you a fridge and you just drop the stuff in, like, it's a locked, like, fridge that sits in, like, in the, like, in that person's backyard or something. Or, like, oh, that's that. dope. That's dope. So, in that case, uh, I felt like what I did was I took the meat and the dairy back into my car. I left them a note. I said, please text me. I have your cold items. At home, I didn't want to leave them out in the sun, and I wasn't even 100% sure this was the right address, so please text me, text me, text me. And they did later that day, and I said, okay, well, I'll drop these steaks and ice cream off uh, first thing tomorrow morning, and they were cool with that. Um, so that's a benefit. Like, in at first, you know, the first time I had, like, a shit ton of groceries, and, you know, it was a secured apartment building right on Sepulveda. And so I didn't have any way of getting into the building. And there's not enough people coming in and out of these buildings that you can even, like, you know, find a neighbor to say, like, hey, you know, just let me put these inside. And we're right out on Sepulveda where, you know, like, if these things are going to sit out there for hours, like, there's a totally decent chance that, like, some uh, person, uh, you know, nothing against homeless people. God bless them. But, uh you know, if you're if you're homeless and maybe very hungry and see a shit ton of groceries sitting there, you know, you might be tempted. Um, so that one I really agonized over. But in the long run, I've realized, like, the best policy, you know, since it's all kind of in my area, is, like, if I really can't find the a good spot where I'm comfortable that the groceries will be safe, and most important, like I said, like, safe from becoming spoiled and be, from becoming a health hazard, uh, then I'll just take them home, stick, leave a note, stick them in my refrigerator and know that it probably won't be that much effort for me to just like complete. My, my sister does the, day. my sister just does the pickup. Like she likes the, like Ralph's or what, and you just pick it up and they, they bring it to your car. She, she, she is a big fan of that because it's too hard to find deliveries. I think when, whenever she's trying to get them, the sure. thing she can find is the pickup, you know, drop it off of your car pickup. Let's talk about some other tips, though. Uh, like I said, like if you're just starting with Instacart, start small. You will thank yourself. You know, if just a 15 item order, grab it. Stay away from 30 items. Stay the fuck away from 45 items. It is like, you know, it's not just three times as much work like it it you know tends to multiply because again the opportunity for different things that you got to deal with just increases and plus you end up like pushing around a much heavier uh shopping cart um 
But once you get comfortable, I'd say you want to look, I find that the, the sweet spot on the value is very easy to identify. And that's one item per dollar, like $1 per item. If it's a 16 item order, I'm looking to make 16 bucks on that. If it's a 45 item order, I'm looking to make 45 bucks on that. Now, like I said, in that case, uh, you know, depending on some factors, maybe that $45 isn't quite as efficient, but sometimes I'll take it because I just know that like, well, if I do this like $45, bam, yeah, it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work. Um, but that's half of my money for the day and I don't have to worry, you know, so much. Uh, so I think that's a good tip. Would you do a drive? Would you be a driver? Like I just thought of, like if there was a rig version of that, like what's what's like the big, like a like a Best Buy. Imagine if your job was just like some nerds are like, I need to get a video card from, and you know, you just have to figure out which video card they need, and like in the you know all the guys there, and so the the like the, the geek squad like fix the stuff real, like real fast for you, so you just go in and build some guy a computer. It's like Instacart for like for like geeks. I, uh, I think I would I would dig on that, but with a caveat, it would have to be something where, like, in the system and in the API, somehow Best Buy has already confirmed that they have the items the customer wants. Because I do not want to be trying to figure out and hassle over like a replacement video card for the one you wanted and trying to figure out what the best replacement is. Uh, that, that just doesn't sound like fun. Yeah, it would be a different, it would be a whole different, a whole different job. Uh, another tip is, uh, stay away from, uh, multiple customer orders if you can. And you can spot these before you take the job. It'll tell you if you're shopping for, mostly it's for one customer, but sometimes they'll put two customers, and I've even had one time of three, one or two times of three uh, at a time. And what sucks about that the most, and I do think it sucks, I've noticed that like the amount of time to complete those jobs jumps up significantly. And that is mostly because now you're not only having to negotiate like the replacements like with one person but with multiple people potentially and that just extra layer of complexity of figuring out like okay they don't have these bagels i want to send the customer a message which customer wanted these kind of bagels holy shit and then when it gets even more complicated is when you know again you're like halfway through your order and one of them's asking for a different replacement of some item that was from like 20 minutes ago like just figuring all that out it's doable but i think right now i think instacart is not compensating the drivers i think there's an extra amount of work that instacart is not compensating for when when they give you to ask you to do two customers at once and i wonder do they let you um does i wonder if they let you if the person lets you if the person can see like and they go, oh, that's 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 a Jimmy. He doesn't do a good job. I'm going to pass over him or the customer just have to accept whoever the person is. It's going to do their order. order Does the customer have any ability to go like, oh, no, I don't want Jimmy to do my and like pass on or they have to. If Jimmy's pops up and they know that Jimmy screwed their order up. Can they, is there any way they can be like, I don't want I want Todd. Like, I don't want and like the, the customer just have to take whoever they get. 
I mean, there has to be an accountability feature because that's how all because you get rated, right? Do you get a rating? You get a rating on your app, like it says you're like a four point nine two, like, or do you not know what your rating is? Let me take a look real quick. I haven't, I haven't looked at this all that much. That I don't get it's a gotta ton. be because that's a very customer, like that's a very customer. Of course, and I don't get a ton of feedback, but there's a there's a button that I haven't clicked yet, uh, which is the how am I doing? Let's see. Next. What's my average? We're going to find out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet it's pretty high. Oh, my shit. You're an attention to detail kind of guy. Dude, I have an absolute 5.00 for my last 100 orders. I have a perfect fucking rating. I like how they break it down to two zeros, meaning that they they could tell you it was 4.97, but it's actually 5.00. I like that they break it down that 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 specifically. That is dope. It does look like they forgive a certain number of low ratings. Oh wow, this is weird. No, so it looks like I got one, two, three. I got three one star ratings and three four star ratings uh, in that batch, but the app removed them just due to ratings forgiveness. So I guess just a certain amount of like X, maybe like your first ten bad ratings, they just say like, you know, yeah, whatever. That's good because I think the other ones, like Uber, everything goes in there. So if somebody gives you a one, it's, they're not going to take off the bottom. Like it just goes in there. I bet. God, I really want. I really wish I knew what the uh, what the one rating. If you're going to give me a one rating, like please, please leave some feedback. Let me know what happened. So but, I'm uh, assuming the customers can see that when it pops up, they're like, "Oh, I want yeah, I got five. And they're like, "Oh, Jimmy's got a two point seven rating. Like, fuck, Jimmy, he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing." I don't know, but they have also in the app, they have something I got to check out. There's like little lessons you can do, like optional, like kind of like mini classes that you can take in the app or quizzes that uh, like help you learn like more advanced stuff about how to do better. Yeah, that is pretty cool. You know what else they got, Uh, which I think is really dope is there's now I didn't use this myself, but they have some uh, they have like two sample orders that you can do and what i think you do with those i i didn't like i said i didn't check it out myself but i have a pretty good idea of what it is is like if you just wanted to practice before you actually try to do one you could go to the store and like follow through and not actually pick up any of the items but go through the process of like uh finding the items and navigating through the app so there's like it's like a tutorial that you could do but not just a tutorial like sitting there and like you know uh you know reading some stuff and answering some questions but you could actually go to the store and do like a test run to just see if the if it's for you i don't i think it's cool they have that like i said i didn't use it i don't think it's really that necessary i think the most important thing uh, I think really the biggest tip I'll give is like start small. Like do you know those like six a thirty-five dollar order might look better than a sixteen dollar order. I mean it really does. But when you're first starting out, that thirty-five item order might turn out to be a real fucking headache that you're gonna regret taking. All right. So have, have you have, have we gotten to get all the stuff you wanted to talk about with all this 
Instacart and the Uber? Like, if you, is there anything left unturned, or is it every? Will be done all the stones? Have we unturned over all the stones? I really do. I really do. I think I think we nailed it. I I really hope that. Well, let's get to the plug part, but I want to I want the plug good. part to be a little bit of a bonus part plug because I want you to just tell the audience a little bit about your spy podcast before we have you just plug it. I want like a little like an extended plug, like at least tell the people like what. Because this is your big thing now, your your spy podcast. A hundred percent. Spy movie podcast. Thanks so much for mentioning that. And this is, yeah, you're going to be so happy because there's been so many times that I was have been working on it. I mean, I started working on this podcast back in October. And uh, there have been so many times you asked me if I wanted to plug it. And I was like, nah, not ready yet. Not ready yet. Not ready yet. Yeah, you had a long-term, like, yeah, you've been... You have you've been patient about that. This is something like because uh, your partner Dave was going to be was gone at the end of the year, so you had like that was like you you'd known about you were going to do this for like since like late last year, right? Maybe like November, maybe like, even before that. But no, you we had, start, like, we started work in October, um, and and we banked a bunch of episodes, and we have like we have more episodes ready to go that that you know. Uh, you know, we have it so that like if we, well, anyways, anyways, we got a lot. I think, uh, I think tomorrow, I think is or is when I'm supposed to release our tenth episode. Uh, we release on a two week schedule. Well, let me tell you about the podcast in the first place. Podcast is Spies Like Us. I am enthusiastically ready to plug this thing. We're actively publicizing it. Uh, this is me and my my good homie. Uh, Dave, he and I really like to talk about spy movies. We really like Cold War history, but also just spy movies in general. And we really like to talk about them and break them down and try to figure out like what, who knew what, when, and like whether or not this was a really good idea. Because, you know, sometimes in a spy movie, especially, spy movies are really fun to take apart, I think. Because there's a lot of spy movies where sometimes they just kind of do some spy looking kind of stuff you know or that someone tells a lie to someone or blah 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 and but then when you really go back and look at it you'll say like wait a second i mean that kind of felt like it made sense in the movie but if you really think about it that was totally unnecessary or stuff like that um so we take these spy movies and we really try to get into like uh what we call is the good tradecraft of the movie and the bad tradecraft of the movie um, the movies, what's some of the movies that what's some of the movies that you guys have done so far? We started with the man who knew too much, and uh, that one. There's two different versions of that because Hitchcock did a remake of that one. And at first, we thought we were gonna do a single episode, but it turned into like a three-hour monster, and we were like, that's way too long. So we published that as two different episodes. That took some editing on my part. Um. We've done uh, The Man Who Knew Too Little. We've done From Russia With Love as a Bond movie. We did The Company, which is a TV miniseries about the Cold War. Um, we also do. We also like to do some movies that are not quite spy movies, but are kind of like spy movie adjacent. Uh, for instance, uh, oh, how am I, uh, Nikita, uh, La Femme Nikita. We did that. What about one. the Pink Panther? Would you call that spy movie adjacent because it's so silly? 
I'll take a look at it. I know I we were you and me are thinking about doing that as a crossover episode. Yeah, um, we're definitely going to do a crossover. We just don't know what episode, but we're yeah. There's going to be a, you guys are going to be on Yammering Lou, and we're going to do we're going to do an episode of your. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're going to talk. We're going to talk about. We're not doing the. I'm not doing the. Yeah, because I don't know how to do your. But we're not doing your episode on Emory. But we're going to. No, yeah, we oh, are. I guess. I guess we are doing that. But but we're, we're doing, doing it like yammering cross, loose. We're going to do style. a true crossover episode. Yeah, but it's, it's, well, it's going to be like. But is it going to be like you guys do it, or is it going to be like how we do like the when we did like the movies talk, or is it going to how how do you want to. Is it going to be your style, and I'm just going to be there jumping in? Let's not let's not try to work that out right now while we're recording this. But uh, yeah, we got lots of different options. I think the big thing for us would be like for you to help us make it a true Spies Like Us episode. You would have to be committed to find the your number one, number two, and number three best tradecraft in the movie. And also your number one, number two, and number three worst, because that's something that that each of us to do does. And so, if you could say like what you think basically were the smartest, the three smartest spy type things in the movie, and the three dumbest, <laughs> then you would be an honorary member of uh, Spies Like Us. So could that be like I think like I think Roger Moore was too old in this one. Is that like bad tradecraft? Like, that like, is not. Like... That does not count. Well, I'll talk to you about the rules. The rules can be a little fuzzy because you have to apply a different standard to a comedy like The Man Who Knew Too Little to a serious, uh, like, historical can, thing. Can a, villain, can a villain be the bad tradecraft? Like, this villain just sucks. You, I'd rather you told me what the villain did that you thought was stupid. Okay, I think I, I think I get it. So yeah, that'll that'll be fun, and the, and I'm sure we'll yeah. Well, as people know, we've done a bunch of like uh, movies shows on Yammering Lee with you and and Dave. We did uh, it's good as it gets, and we've done so we we will do some of those too. Those are always fun. Also. Sure, but I'm I'm gonna wrap up my plug by saying uh, episode I think it's ten, uh, Miss Sloan, which is a political espionage movie. Uh, we're gonna be releasing that tomorrow. Uh, April 29th. I don't know when people will be listening to this. Uh, we are at spieslikeus.net. There's a Spies Like Us podcast page on Facebook. There's a Spies Like Us uh, podcast Twitter handle. I think that one is uh, spies, ooh, spies underscore like us. That's good because I'm all about you. Prom- I'm all about you growing your Twitter following, of course. And the show might not be for everyone. It's not designed to be for everyone. But if anybody hearing this can please give us that five-star rating on Apple, subscribe to it, download a few episodes, just pump up our numbers a little bit so that the people that the show is for will have an easier time finding it. And I'll love you for that. Sure, you gotta like you gotta like that's what they say like you gotta ask people people always i always would say like nobody's like recommending my show or like or like sharing it but you gotta like tell people like that and it, it it's amazingly enough when you tell people like please share it or like it, it happens a lot more when you actually like request it so that's good that's that's a uh, smart to do that doesn't happen as much as i'd like but uh i'm i'm patient and i'm in it for the long haul and we do the show for the love of doing the show you have to, yeah, because you'll never make it if you're doing it like this is a good way to make money and just doing something you don't really like this, like you kind of half like it. No, you got to like love doing it and then hopefully and then maybe you make some money on it. 
Yeah, and we're always looking for way. We're always working with. We're doing some experiments uh, with how to improve the show up. Those won't show. Those improvements won't show up for a few episodes because, like I said, like we have several episodes already completed that are just waiting to be released on our regular two week schedule. So, like, we're about six weeks ahead of where we need to be, and that's a good place to be. I think. That's cool. Thank, well, thanks for coming on the show. I think this was a very uh, lively episode. We we definitely got into like what it's like to be an Instacart and an Uber driver, and what it's yeah, like. I just I just like doing shows with you, and I thought this was a good topic. Oh, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, we we we've done. We'll we'll continue to always do a bunch of shows together because that's, that's what we do. It's what All we're right. podcast. We're podcast. And then so if people want to find me, like uh, the show is obviously like, well, you found it. So you're, I know you know how to find Yammering Lou, but my Twitter is Louie Louie 3. It's L-E-W-I-E-L-O-U. Oh, no, I think I'm getting it. I'm a bit, I have to check. I haven't plugged myself in a while. I have to like quickly look and see if it's I-E first or the, like that's how, yeah, it's L-E-W-I-E-L-O-U-I-E, the number three. That's my that's my Twitter handle. L-O-U-I-S. No, it's not. It's L O it's L O U I E. Because it's not Louis. Oh, it's Louis okay. Louis, it's Louis, Louis three. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, L-A-W-I-E-L-O-U-I-E, the number three. That's how you find me. And so thanks for listening and thanks for coming on the show, Extreme Todd. And all I right. look forward to our, our crossover show. Peace out. And that's all. Jumba. You've been working.